I want to welcome you to our first Saturday evening experience of the year 2021. If you play video games, this is 2K21. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Okay? And if you don't know tonight, I want you to know that God is thinking about you. He's still thinking about you. I don't know what kind of mistakes you made last year. I don't know what kind of failures you experienced. I don't know what kind of losses you experienced. I want you to know, point to yourself, say self, God is still thinking about me. Therefore, I need to take my mind off things that happened in the past. Are you hearing me? Tonight's message or tonight's conversation is simply, don't look back. <laughs> When I heard the praise team bring their song selection, I said, Holy Spirit, you, you up to something. Because I had a whole different message set up. And it was two days ago the Lord said, no, don't look back. I said, ah, Jesus, what are you doing? Say to yourself, don't look back. Say to your friends, don't look back. Say to your neighbor, don't look back. Say to your mama, don't look back. You better watch yourself. That's the stuff that gets you in trouble. <laughs> But you see, I know, I know several, several of us in here have ran track. I know of one young lady in particular who's an amazing track star in this room. And she'll probably get this example that I'm getting ready to set. Some of you might get it as well. I'm sure you will. It makes sense. You see, when you're lined up on the track and you're in your position, that's, you probably know what I'm talking about. You ran some track, too. you play football. When you're in your position and you hear the gun go off, how many of you think, think it's wise for you to turn back and be like, I wonder what sound, what was that, what was that? How many of you think that's wise? Did you hear that? Does that make sense? Does it make sense for you to turn around when the gun goes off? What do you do when the gun goes off? Come on, somebody talk to me. What do you do? You run! But do you run backwards? Do you run looking back? Do you run concerned about what's happening behind you? You run what? Forward. You don't look back when it's time to run. Okay, so some of you might even understand this one a little better. Because I believe a lot of you started, some of you just started driving this year, and some of you are driving now, and some of us have been driving for so long, we're tired. It's time for the kids to drive us around. Uh-huh. You can relate? Say hallelujah. Mm-hmm. When I first started driving, when I went to the DMV to get my driver's license, that was the most nerve-wracking experience ever. Because that instructor is sitting there with his pen and pad and he's taking notes of how you're backing up and how you're... So can you imagine getting up there to take the test? And it's time to go forward and you start you know, acting real cool with it, leaning back like this. I know how some of y'all drive with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> how many think you'll pass that, that, that exam? Zero. You don't drive looking back. You drive looking forward. Now, there are two items I want you to consider. One is the windshield, and one is the rearview mirror. Both play significant roles. The rearview mirror is necessary to, to kind of take a glimpse at what's behind you. But if I get in your car and you drive via the rearview mirror, I am jumping out of your car. I don't care whether you're moving at 60, I, I, I'm not riding with you. Because 
you seem to not understand that that is not, it's just the peak, it's not to see. You are to look through the rear view, sorry, through the windshield to see where you're going. Last thought. Hmm? When God made man, you and I, women, men, he was strategic in his building and, his, and in his creation, so much so that he did not put eyes in the back of your head. Why? Because he does not want you looking back. He wants you to be forward thinking, always progressive, always focused on what's ahead of you. And I believe in 2021, as we have entered into the year of the harvest, the Lord is saying to us, I want you to look forward to what's coming to you. I want you to keep your eyes on what's ahead of you. You may have done some things wrong. You may have missed it, but I want you to forget what's behind you. Look, the gun has gone off. There's a sound in the atmosphere, and I want you to move forward and not backwards. Because for me to focus on my past is to eliminate the prosperity in my future. For me to stay focused on my past, whether it's right or wrong, successes and failures, is going to cause me to delay my purposes and destiny in Jesus. Tell yourself, don't look back. Say, don't look back. Say, we're moving ahead. We're going forward. Okay? So, let's consider Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. This, this verse has been, it's just been resonating in my spirit, and I believe this is what the Lord is saying to us. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. The word of God declares, do not remember. Say, do not remember. Say, do not remember. Isaiah is speaking to the nation and he's telling them why they're in captivity in Babylon. And he said, yeah, I know your condition right now. I know it is, it's, it's not easy. I know, I, know, I know we're struggling right now. I know financially, we, you know, it's not like back in the day when David was king or when Solomon reigned and we, and we were at the top of our A game. No, he said, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Next verse, verse 19. Say, behold. Say, behold. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. That's a promise. Now, say now, present tense, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Man, that's a new thing. Because Israel, remember, when they came out of Egypt and they were faced with Pharaoh's army in their back and the Red Sea in the front, they remember how God supernaturally delivered them from Pharaoh's army. I mean, y'all know the story, right? Moses is panicking. The Lord tells him, stop panicking. Raise your rod. He raises the rod. The Red Sea opens wide. And an entire nation walks through dry land in the middle of a sea. Say miracle. Same situation happened with Joshua. Joshua is facing the Jordan. They're on their way to Jericho. And it's like, okay. He said, boy, just have the, <laughs> have the priest and them stand in the middle of the river. God is in the middle of the river with you in 2021. He's in the middle of the chaos. He was with you in 2020 and he's going with you in 2021. But they stand there and the waters part. But now we found Israel because of sin, because of, of, of disobedience, they're now captives to Babylon and they're, they're wondering, God, where are you? 
God, I, 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 I thought you said that we belong to you. I thought you said that, that, that I was called by you. Why am I still in captivity? And it's from this context that the word of God comes to the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And then he says, check this out. I got some new things up my sleeve for you. In 2021, I want you to see this, people of God. I will even make a road in the wilderness so that you can move forward. Not only that, and rivers, and look, I don't know how many have ever seen, do you watch, do any of y'all watch Nat Geo at all? Have you seen the Sahara Desert before? You look to your right, you look to your left, dry. You look up, you look down, dry. For miles. It, it literally covers most of Africa in the, in, in the central area. Hey, God forbid I land in the Sahara with no water. Yet the Lord is saying in that dry place, in that dry place, in that unpredictable, inconceivable place, I will create something that's never existed. Are you hearing me? In this year, look forward to what God has for you. There are miracles. There are signs. There are wonders that are waiting. But so, so many of us, we're still looking at what has happened to us. And what didn't happen for us, and we cannot see the new thing that God is doing. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. You used to be called Bethel. Now you are harvest. Can't you see it? You used to just be known as international. Now I'm saying to you, you are intercontinental. Can't you see it? Tell yourself, say, I will look forward to. Say, I will look forward. Okay. So I want us to look at this conversation right here that the prophet is having. There are a few points I want to pull out of it, and then we'll go somewhere else real quick because there's somebody I need to talk about tonight. I want us to, when it says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Really, I went to the dictionary. I said, what does it mean to remember something? And the dictionary said it like this. To remember is to bring to mind or think again. To consider is to think carefully about a thing or to even think of something with the intent to take action. It takes a lot of effort to remember, little do you, I mean, if, whether you know it or not. It takes a lot of effort to remember things. You say, oh, Pastor, what are you talking about? You know, no, I have to go back and I have to even, in, I have to actually experience the emotion that I had, whether good or bad. Every time I remember, look, okay, case in point, I talked to one of my homies the other day. Hey, happy new year, fam. How you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got to talk and we got to talk and then he took me somewhere. I'm talking about BC, before children. You thought I was going to say before Christ. It was before children and Christ. <laughs> he said something and I literally just saw myself going there like, whoa. He made mention of it and my mind went there. Why? Because I took time to listen to what he was saying. Oh, this is good. I gave him time in my ear and I allowed him to say, remember what we used to do? And all of a sudden it was like I got into a time machine and I went there. You've got to be very careful. Who are you listening to in 2021? Because the voices that you allow to speak into your life will either propel you into God's destiny or bring you back to where you came from. Young ladies, let me be real practical. That joker that you dumped in 2020, 
Don't pick up the phone when he calls. Young men, I ain't even got to talk to you like that. You know what I'm talking about. Those brothers that you know, you say, I've got my, I love how Bishop said it. My new life resolution is to do dot, 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 dot. Say, yo, what you doing, fam? Like, look, like, for real, let's go. Uh, don't pick up the phone. If you're really about moving forward, why are you focused on looking behind you? We make a lot of resolutions. We make a lot of decisions. We do a lot of things, but then when it comes down to application, we struggle. Why? Because we simply fail to shut the line of communication off from those things that want to detract. Somebody with me tonight. I like how Paul says it. Paul says it like this in Philippians chapter 3, right? In Philippians 3, 12 to 14, he says, not that I have already, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold or that I may grasp or that I may, I may possess, that I may grab on to that of which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. You see, as believers, we, we, we need to understand and remember tonight that Jesus has his hand on us. But I, I, I'm just imagining a child tonight where, you know, my children are much younger. I will hold their hands so that I don't want them to get hit by cars or run off and do crazy stuff. And usually, if there's something over there that's pulling their attention, guess what they're doing, parents? They're kicking. They're, they're making their bodies limp. They, ah, I want to go. And then you can't, that's a good motion. Then the parent grabs the child. Whoop, whoop, come on, get it together. None of y'all whoop y'all kids. I know all of y'all perfect. I know. But when I ask the kids, it's a different story. I'm so glad that he's, he's not whooping on you and I in this. <laughs> it will hurt if Jesus spanked you tonight. But Paul is saying here, he's saying, that which Jesus has grabbed me for, I want to now respond by grabbing onto that. I have not already attained it or I'm already perfect, I know. But I press on, which means I make and an intentional move to go forward into the thing that he's called me to do. In 2021, you need to be more focused on your call in Christ. Some of us don't even know what that call really is or what it really means. This is your year to discover that. This is your year to discover that. Spend time pressing into the word, pressing into prayer. Pressing into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Pressing into the community of Christ. Press in. Do not take your foot off the gas. That's what Paul is saying. Go to verse 13. He said, brethren, listen, I like how Paul talks. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, not two, not three, not four, not five. One thing I do. What did he say? Remembering those things. That's what he says, right? That's what, come on, it's, it's there. That's what he says, remembering those things, right? You, it's okay, it's not a, it's a, it's, it's a trick question. He doesn't say remembering those things. Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind me. Which means I will intentionally forget the things that are behind me. The things, whether, whether in this context, really, you know, he's talking about the fact that, hey, I was the Hebrew of Hebrews. I was, I am well educated. I've got my degrees. You talk about law, perfect. I obeyed it perfectly. But I consider all of that waste in comparison to knowing him who has grabbed me and possessed me. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching where? Forward to those things which are ahead. Go to verse 14. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Bottom line. 
You've got to be intentional about your past. You've got to be, even about 2020, you've got to be very intentional. There were some good things that happened for me in 2020. I can't even lie. The Lord was faithful in so many areas. But if I hang my coat up on 2020, the things that he has in 2021, I will miss it. I was candidly talking to somebody earlier. I said, it's like the dude who was the high school jock. Talking about, I used to be the man in school, bro. 20 years later, you're not even on demand on Facebook. Nobody cares about your status no more. Why? Because you stop pressing on. You stop elevating your status. You stop focusing on things that were necessary to keep yourself, quote unquote, at that level. Now that's real carnal. But the point is, in order to remain relevant in the things that God has for you, you've got to be consistent in the things that he has said for you to do. You cannot depend on yesterday's anointing for today's appointment. Yeah? You cannot. Because, the, look, Joshua slayed 31 kings. Jericho was one. They ran through Jericho like it wasn't nothing. But then he showed up to AI, AI, give it to them. He said, oh, God, what happened? Why? He said, my man, this one was a different thing. Y'all didn't do your homework. There's, there's, there's trouble in the camp. You didn't self-examine yourself accordingly. You thought what you did yesterday was going to apply to today. No, you've got to examine yourself and know your position and where you are. Are you hearing me? Somebody, are you, are you here? Hallelujah. I want us to consider the next part in that verse. In Isaiah, where it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? You see, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says this, and this is so true. And I think a lot of us miss this new thing that God has done. We're looking for fireworks and we're looking for all kinds of things to happen to be like, whoa, God, you've done something new. Can I say this to me and to you tonight? It's right here. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say if anyone is in Christ. Say if anyone's in Christ. Say if anyone's in Christ. He is, not will be. He is, not was. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let me mess you up and mess me up real quick. You see, we think that when we became this new creation, somehow we, we, you know, I've been saved for 20 years, you know, I don't have it like I used to. Foolishness. Every day his mercies are new, therefore every day you are new. Oh my goodness, somebody missed it. You're, every day, you are, you, you are being renewed every day. It, my goodness, it's, it's like there's a, there's, a, there's a regeneration factor that is embedded in our relationship with God. His mercies to me are new every morning. His grace to me is new every morning. His love to me is new every morning. God never gets tired of loving me and loving you. Therefore, as new creation creatures, nothing is old. Don't allow the enemy to fool you with that nonsense and tell you, say, oh, you know your time is up. You can be 85, 55, 25, and 5. Everybody here is brand new. Everybody has a calling that God wants to use them for. Everybody here has relevance. And my fact, the, the, the matter of fact, we are harvesters, so we all got a part to play in bringing in the harvest. Huh? Say all things have become new. 
And he's saying, behold, I will do a new, shall you not perceive it? The truth is, the more I look into the mirror of God's word, the more I'm able to perceive the newness of life that I have. The more I spend time in his presence, the more I'm able to be reminded of who I am and not who I was. The things that will make us go back to where we came from is the fact that we're remembering where we came from way more than we're acknowledging our current position in Christ. Does that make sense? Oh, may we renew our minds tonight. May we renew our minds. Then he goes on to say now, say now, say now, it shall spring forth. You know, I love how Jesus preached it. He said it like this in Matthew 4, 17. Go to Matthew 4, 17. You see, they were looking for the kingdom of God. They were looking for the kingdom of God. Oh, is the kingdom of God coming soon? When is it coming? When is it coming? Mind you, the one who is the kingdom was already there. I said this a while ago. I said the thing that makes heaven heavenly is the fact that God is there. The day God leaves heaven, heaven becomes hell. The day he stops bringing the throne of heaven, that becomes a garbage dump. And the reality is this. When Jesus walked the earth, Hmm? This is how he preached the gospel of the kingdom. He says, from that time he began to preach and to say, repent, change your mind. Change the way you think. Stop looking at the way it used to be, the way, you know, Solomon was and David was. Repent, change your mind. For the kingdom of heaven is now or at hand. You can experience it. It's tangible. It's accessible. The kingdom of heaven it's now it shall spring forth. Will you not know it? But you see, the truth is, let me tell you the truth. Even the disciples had it messed up. They were, he said, Lord, when are you going to establish the kingdom? When am I going to get my position? When am I going to, this is the 2020s, my 21s my year, bro. This is when I'm going to get all the money I've ever wanted. Oh, look, you know, last year was the year of glory. And some of us thought, yay, I'm finally going to do this thing I've been really been wanting to do. Newsflash, did you get it? No. It wasn't about you. It was about the kingdom. It's always going to be about the kingdom. In 2021, it's going to be about Jesus. In 2050, it's going to be, it's always about Jesus and his kingdom. That is now, not to come necessarily. There will be a time where his kingdom will be established physically in the world. But we're not waiting for that millennial reign to access the kingdom. The kingdom is now. Say now. Say now, is at hand, is at hand, okay? I want you to consider that. Now, that's amazing. The fact that the, 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 the three reasons that I, that I focus on were simply reasons why we should not look back. Reasons why we shouldn't look back. One, he's doing a new thing. Two, you will, you will know it. Three, I, I've given you some good reasons, but let me tell you some reasons not to look back, or the cost, rather, of looking back. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verse 28 to 32. Luke 17. This is Jesus, and he's speaking, you know, when I, when I was preparing this message, and I got somewhere around here, I just, this is what I heard the Lord say. Remember Lot's wife? I just heard it in my spirit. So I said, where is that? I got to find it in the Bible. And then he took me here, and then if you really read Luke 17, He's talking about the return, his return. He's talking about the, the, the end times. He's talking about the fact that, you know, two women will be in a field, one will be taken and the other one left behind. Two men will be laying in the bed, one will be taken, one will be left behind. I mean, he's talking about the end times. Y'all, play yourself if you want to. 
but we are literally entering into the end times like never before. If you don't believe it, keep watching. I'd rather be a part of what he's doing than to be watching to see what he's going to do. Oh, my God. I would rather be actively involved in the harvest than to be sitting back and be like, yeah, y'all go ahead. Go ahead, Bishop. Good job. And miss what he's doing in the earth. So he's talking about this, and then we land on verse 28, and it says, he says it like this. He said, likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot. Have you read your Bible lately? Have you read Genesis chapter 19 lately? Hmm? My goodness. Sodom and Gomorrah was a mess. I mean, go, look, this is your homework when you leave out here. Whether you're watching online or you're here, please go back and watch, and, and, and I was going to say watch. It's like a movie for real. Go, go back and read Genesis chapter 19. Jesus is alluding to the, to, the, to the condition of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah here, and he's saying that his return or one of the signs of his return, it will be like it was in the days of Lot. Now, these dudes in Sodom and Gomorrah were wicked people. They were godless people to the point where Abraham is interceding for the nation and he's saying, oh God, if you find 50 righteous men, would you spare the nation? And God in his mercy said, yes, Abraham, if I find 50 righteous, I will not bring destruction to them. God does his survey, I like to say, can't find 50. If you find 45, can I get 40? 35, can I get 30? 20. He said, I can't find near one. The only one I can see is Lot and his family. A whole nation. Jesus said, this is what his, his return is going to look like. The entire, he said, it will be like the days of Lot, where men were sleeping with men, women were sleeping with women, dogs were sleeping with cats. I mean, it was a mess. I mean, it was that crazy, y'all. The angels that showed up to rescue Lot said, the iniquity of the city has come up to the nostrils of the Lord. And their judgment was at hand. So let's look at it. He said they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Verse 29. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Go to the next verse. Even so, it will be, well, sorry, even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Y'all, there's a reason why the Lord told us, get away from being Bethel in the house, Go to being harvest in the fields because there's a day coming, a guaranteed day where sinners who are outside of the abode of God's grace will experience eternal fire forever. That's my aunts, that's your uncles, my cousins, your nieces. If they do not know Christ, they will die and go to hell. Ah, oh, that's harsh. That's reality. You, can, you mean, you, you know, there's no, pur there's no purgatory. To live is Christ, to die is greater gain in him. To live without Christ, to die is greater pain without him. Are you listening to me? You're quiet. That means you're thinking. Okay? He said, that's how it will be when I return. Go to the next verse. In that day, listen, he who was on the, on the housetop 
and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. Let him focus on what's going on. Let him not be so inundated with his property and his things and let him focus. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not do what? Turn back. He must keep his eyes forward. Next verse. Then he stops here. Look, next to John eleven thirty five, I found that this is one of the shortest verses in the Bible. John eleven thirty five 35 is what? Jesus wept. <laughs> in Luke 17, 32, remember, remember Lot's wife? So what is it about Lot's wife that we need to remember, Lord? Why should we remember? I told you today, the, the scripture says, do not remember the former things, but he wants us to remember someone tonight. Her name is Mrs. Lot. I don't know her first, do y'all, any of y'all know her first name? Help me, I don't know. Does the Bible mention her first name? We just hear Lot's wife. <laughs> Lot didn't identify his wife when the angels came to visit, so we don't know her name. We just can't remember Lot's wife. What is it about Lot's wife? I want us to see the story of Lot's wife, and it, 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 will, it will behoove you to understand what the Lord is saying and why he wants us to remember. Let's go to Genesis 19, verse 17. Now, I gave you a little bit of the story, but the, 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 after Abraham intercedes on behalf of his family and the Lord sends deliverance to Lot and his, and his children, the angels come and the men of Sodom, the Bible says young and old, perverted as they were, came and said, you know what, bring no men out here. We want to have sex with them. That's in your Bible. I didn't make that one up. Bring those men out here. Look how they're looking. Bring them here. Lot, first of all, the story starts off with Lot sitting at the city's gate, the place of decision making. Lot is sitting at the city gate and he sees these men coming, these, what we now know them as angels. Okay, and he quickly grabs him and says, come to my house because this place you're coming, you don't know where you're coming to. So he puts him in his house and then the men said, we want them. And then he says, I beg you, I beg you. They are my guests. These are my guests. I am begging you. Do not harm them. Do not, you know, matter of fact, I will give you both of my daughters who are virgins. This is Lotto. This is Bible. You think Lifetime Movie Network got stuff? You read your Bible. Hmm? They said, we don't want women, we want those two men. Now they're looking good. And they begin to almost knock down the doors for Lot's house, so much so that the angels struck them blind. And they couldn't see their way. And then the angels tell Lot, quickly, because judgment is coming, quickly. Grab, intercede, grab, outreach, grab. Tell your daughter's husbands, your son-in-laws, they got to come with you, because what's getting ready to happen? They won't survive it. And the Bible says Lot literally goes and tells them, and you know what they do? They laugh at him. Said so the old man, crazy, he been drinking that drink again. I saw him under that tree. Old man Lot. Hmm? And the Bible says they laugh. And so we land here, it says, so it came to pass. Listen. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape, say escape. Which means you better run for the hills. Which means don't stop to chill and have a discussion about what didn't happen and what's happening tomorrow. Escape for your life. They then go on to say, do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere within the plain. Escape to the mountains. We have a king who is seated on Mount Zion. You and I have access to the mountain of God. We're not like Moses where we have to, no, we can go boldly. And enter into his presence. 
The angels tell him, escape to the mountains, lest you be what? Destroyed. Go to verse 18. I want us to see something. Go to verse 18, if you can find verse 18. Real quick. Okay. If you can't find it, let me know. If not, bypass that. Go to, I'm sorry. Go to, go to verse 26. Go to verse 26. Go to verse 26. This is what I want you to see. I'm sorry. Go to verse 26. 1926. I'm giving you all work today. So they leave. They run. They leave. They run. They're leaving. They're running. They're running. They're running. They're running. But Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife? But his wife did what? What did she do? She didn't hear the song I sang today. She didn't hear, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. She wasn't paying attention to the worship teacher. She took her eyes off of what God had said. The angel of the Lord said, don't look back. You better run forward. You better escape. You better go where I'm telling you to go. Go to the mountain. But his wife looked back behind him and instantly became a pillar of salt. And I was looking at some geographic pictures today and you know there's a, there's, it, that, you know she's still in, she's still stuck in Israel. Y'all know that, right? Like they, they got a place where they believe that's her. I mean, it looks like a frustrated woman. Stuck. How many of y'all want to live in 2021 stuck because you failed to move forward? Stuck because you failed to focus on what God has called you to do. Stuck while everybody else is making progress. We are harvesting. We are moving forward. We are serving God. You're still stuck on what somebody did to you in the ministry. Still stuck on what your mama and your daddy didn't do for you. Your Christmas wasn't so good, so therefore you got to add it to my goodness. It's almost a week and a half after Christmas. Get over it. Get over it. Get over your past. She was thinking about her dishes, her pots, her pans. I mean, my goodness, an entire sick, corrupt city. What kind of, I'm, my question is, you know, when I get to heaven, I will ask, Lord, what was it that, that pulled her attention? But I don't, I don't have to wait to get to heaven. I can look in the world today. I can tell you what caught her attention. It's something called the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. Somewhere between that, she said, what mountain? I'm going to go suffer again? Do you know what I have accumulated for myself? Do you know what I, what I have amassed for myself? Do you know what kind of serp now you want me to start all over again? Girl, you must not know. None of that stuff matters when you leave here. None of that is going to matter when you enter into eternity. The things that you need to focus on should have the ability to transmute into eternity. Your shoes, your clothes, your money, your fame, your, it will not follow you. It can't. And she lost. And the story is so sad. Uh, let, me, let me be honest. This is a, an, an extremely sad story. Why? Because Lot loses his wife because she looks back. She forgets that, that God, God is faithful. That, that even though you may have lost everything in Sodom and Gomorrah, he's able to restore. Ask Job. Ask Job. But it's a sad story. And God forbid it be you or my story. Because it says here that uh, further down the line, he loses his wife, they run in the hill, he's there with his two daughters, and I mean, it's a sad story. And, and one day they get their father drunk. I'm sorry, this, this is some kind of New Year's message, by the way. 
You like you gotta go read your Bible. All the stuff is there. They get their father drunk, and the older one says, "You know what? Before my eggs dry up, and I can't have any children, and my father's name dies, I'm gonna go and lay with him." The next day, the younger daughter, they get him drunk to the point where he don't even know what he did, according to the Bible. And out of that incest, or out of that mess, out of the fact that if mommy had just kept her eyes straight, came two of the most wicked nations, Moab and Ammon. What am I, why am I saying that? Why did I even bring up that story? Because here's the point. It will cost you, not just you, but family members, if you refuse to keep your eyes forward. It will cost you in your community if you're not focused on what God has called you to do. Mrs. Lott thought it was just about her. No, it was about her children's children's children. Generational curses entered into Lot's line because she refused to obey God's word when he said, forget those things that are behind you. Look forward. I said, we never got to know her name, but we got to know the mistake that she made. And we got to see the mess that was made. We got to see nations upon, but you know what? God is faithful. Oh, somebody hear me tonight. Oh, this is where it wraps up at. Check this out, y'all. Check this out. You know that even in my mess and even in your mess and even though sin has consequences, God's grace is far greater. Mm. I told you about Moab, one of the daughter's sons, wicked people. But out of Moab came a girl called Ruth. Oh, I said, read your Bible. Do you know who Ruth was? Ruth was the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. What kind of God is this? It's a faithful God. I don't know what you what you've did in your past, what you've done in your past. I don't know what kind of mistakes you plan to make tomorrow. I don't know what kind of things you have put your hand to that have cost you a lot. But even in that mistake. Even in your slight turn of your head to see and that has caused you to become stuck and you've made a mess, God's redemptive love will find you. Yeah. Oh, that is so good, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Out of Moab came our Redeemer. Out of Moab came redemption. Out of my past mistakes and failures comes escalation and elevation. God is still able to redeem you, redeem me. God is still able to cause you to overcome. God is still able. Even when you miss your way, even when you turn back and you, and you backslide and you moonwalk into your sin, he is still saying, I will leave the 99 for you. And for me, that's what really makes it exciting to be a harvester in this season. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it exciting. That we get to be a part of God's reconciliation and redemption plan in the planet. 
The fact that he's calling you Harvest Intercontinental Church only or Harvest Intercontinental Ministries Unlimited Global is because he is looking for the one to redeem. And each of us has a part to play. Now that you've been made aware, don't look back. Please look forward to the things that God has for you. Look forward to the many souls that will be saved. Look forward to the many lives that will be changed. Look forward. Don't look back at what you've done. Forget about you. It's about the kingdom and his son. Look forward. Don't look back. Move ahead. Make progress. Set goals. Envision a world where no one lives and no one dies without Christ. Whether it's on your phone and you're talking to your friends on FaceTime, whether it's in your snap, whether it's, I mean, I, wherever God has given you influence, envision a world where no one lives and no one dies without Christ. Forget about the mistakes you made on there. God is still able. Amen? Amen. God is still able. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want us to just make this simple. I love how Bishop said it this past, uh, a couple of days ago, this new life resolution. Something I would love for you to add to your resolution, your new life resolution is this. I'm gonna look forward, no matter what it takes. I'm gonna look forward to souls being saved. I'm gonna look forward to lives being changed. I'm gonna look forward, yes, I made mistakes, but God is able to redeem that too. God is able to transform me. He's able to transform you. God is still able. If you're here tonight, whether you're watching on Instagram, watching on Zoom, you're in this sanctuary, and you're saying, man, I made some mistakes in 2020. God can't use me. I came to bring that thought to a halt and say God is ready to use you. But you have to make the commitment for him to work with you and through you as a harvester. If you're here, I want you to chat, uh, to, 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 to drop a message in the chat line and say, that's me. Whether it's a hand, finger raise, emoji, whatever you got to do, hand raise, just say, that's me. I, 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 want, I want God to work with me and work through me. And if you're in this house tonight, ask you, just raise your right hand and say, I want God to work with me and through me. That's me. I made some mistakes in 2020, Father, but I know you are a redeemer. And so I am ready for what you have in store. Father, you see the hands of your people raised. You see the emojis going up. You see the hearts of your people saying, that's me. I'm ready to work with you and be used. Father, I pray that tonight you will open their eyes clearly to see how much you love all no matter what we've done and no matter where we've gone. Holy Spirit, I thank you for touching hearts and renewing minds tonight. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness towards us. If you're also here and you're watching and you've never, ever given your life to Jesus, 2021, this is a fresh start. You get an opportunity to to be a part of his kingdom agenda, to be a part of his kingdom move, but to also be a part of his kingdom family. If you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to simply just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I come tonight 
knowing that I cannot save myself. I come tonight knowing that you have redeemed me by your blood. And so tonight, Lord, I accept you and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for putting me in your family and allowing me to be called your own. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many of you received something tonight? How many of you know that we are called in 2021 to move forward and not look backwards? We're on a track. This, this, the track. The gun has already gone off. There's a sound in the atmosphere. Pay attention. You can see it. People are running. They're moving. They're, 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 why not join the race for souls and get on the track? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.